Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. A high pop-up. He's going to do it. At shortstop, Jeter. Jeter on the outfield grass. Makes the catch. The Yankees win. The Yankees win. And Doc Gooden pitches a no-hitter. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Behind the curtain here, this song comes in. I'm like, I don't know what this is. And Paulie tells me what it is. I've never seen that movie, not one of them. And now we can have a you know There's conversation. Ten. There's ten Saw movies, so that song is from Saw. I've never seen one of them. Never will. Um, if you've listened to me, I told you I don't watch anything outside of live sports. I I can't watch movies. I can't watch streaming shows. It doesn't even like keep my attention. I literally fall asleep if it's not a game for me to follow and you know keep up with who's in the game what plays are being run point totals something to bet on i just i don't know i can't i can't wa- even i want to watch loki and i started watching the last season i think i got like three episodes into the first season i heard how great it was the new season is out i haven't been able to watch it and obviously with the baby and the night shift and like, I don't have time to watch shows or movies. Richie from Queens was talking about, you know, oh, watch this movie. And he's called a bunch of times to tell me to, you know, take a break from the sports and watch some movies. No, I can't. It just, it just never actually happens. It never materializes. And I have never seen a Saw movie. That, that I'm hearing that music come in. I'm like, what is this? What is this from? I, I completely miss the reference because I've never seen that movie. And I don't watch scary movies. That's another thing. The last scary movie that I watched in theater was Jeepers Creepers. And after that, I'm like, I'm not I'm not sitting through another scary movie in a movie theater. I think I was like 13 when that came out. I don't I don't voluntarily watch scary movies because like I don't I don't I don't want to see some weird stuff and have that. It's not even that I'll be scared. I won't be scared because I physically know the difference between what's in the TV and what is actually in front of me. But I don't like that stuff planted in my brain because when I go to sleep, I'm guaranteed to see that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this is creepy. Paul's taking our show left. But it's Halloween, so it, it makes sense. Keep McPherson on the fan, taking your calls. Getting back to the Giants fans and the Jets fans after the super mid-off, the battle for East Rutherford in the rain, a poncho party in the parking lot, uh, JV football. I mean, negative nine passing yards, missed field goals, bunch of punts, three and outs, and the (laughs) entire NFL is watching the worst NFL game of the season going on between 
the two teams that share MetLife Stadium. Let's get back to the phone and talk to Gio out in Brooklyn. What's up, Gio? You're on the fan. Yo, what's going on, Keith? Um, real quick question. Uh, Jesus Christ, I don't even know where to start. I'm so depressed with these New York teams. It's unbelievable. We can't get a win in anything. It's like you haven't seen that movie Life Can't Get Right. And yep. just can't <laughs> get right, yo. Um, I wanted to know, I wanted to ask you, like, where do you see the Giants in the next, Jesus Christ, the next season? Like, No one, no one yo, can this, know. This, this, yo, you... this is horrible. Like, I don't understand, like. It's the yeah I I, put, I already put all my giant stuff away like oh wow I know the like, feeling from the Yankees <laughs> and I'm a Yankee fan Keith uh. and I put I've been put that away I got listen I got two classical coats they're like they're like winter coats and one is the Yankees and it got all their series on the sleeve and then I got another jet a Giants one with all this all their Super Bowls on the sleeves and every time I go put it on I I'm embarrassed like. You know, and I'm from Brooklyn. I moved to Jersey City. Just wanted to give a shout out because I'm out there where you at. You know, Jersey City's up and coming. It's a pretty nice area. Of course. But um, I, I'm just like, yo, you know what? I, I can't. I, I don't understand. I don't know. It's it, rough, it, yo. It, it, I was on the night. I was on the night that the Knicks and the Nets started, and I was sure that both of those teams were going to get a win, and they blew the game in the last final minutes. I'm like, we can't have nice things. And, 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 and baseball, look, we, and I, again, I'm a Yankee fan, but even if the Mets made it, Jesus Christ, give us... Somebody give us was something. supposed to, the Mets you or know, the Yankees was supposed to be in October. It really was supposed to be Somebody, both, but... Bro, not, the, we, we, can't, we can't depend on nothing, Keith. Like, I don't watch soccer, and I'm about to see what's going on in soccer. Like, <laughs> that's what I said. I'm not even... I've I'm getting never, deep yo, in the weeds looking for the, the Red you, Bulls and like, Gotham FC, like, hey, whatever. Nothing's got to give, like, Keith. I'm taking. I'm about to take after you and go and look at hockey and like something. <laughs> Pick a hockey get. team. What? Pick a yo, hockey team, bro. Listen, right you just want to win. You want to enjoy it. Nobody gets into this. Nobody gets into this to suffer like we've been suffering in New York. Nobody yo, gets into this to, to be this miserable. On Little league. I'm looking at high school football. <laughs> I'm looking at yo. I'm I'm asking my boss when does his kid play and he does pee wee football. Like I, I I don't understand this. Like. What is gonna go on? You want to roll and with the I winners. Know. I would. I would roll so, with the Pop Warner High School team. That's the best team around too. Because you want to show up and support a winner and feel good with See, them. I'm just so disgusted with New York City sports. Yeah, yeah, I'm listening to your callers, and a lot of guys are knowledgeable. And you know, you know, I, I seen that game. I, I seen that giant game. Listen, I fell asleep halftime. Because I was like, this is ridiculous. Like It was terrible. You, it, was, it was the worst game in the NFL. I'm like, yo, who is this kid DeVito? Worst game of the I season. Thought, I, I swear to God, I thought Danny DeVito was on the field. That's how I was like, who's DeVito? I never even heard of this kid. And, and and then you put him in, and he will not throw the freaking ball. Like, you have so many opportunities. Fourth and one. Go for it. Like, what is wrong with uh, 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 um Dable? Like, is he high? Uh, is he depressed? He <laughs> no, he was shook. He was scared. He got down to his third-string quarterback. He had a little lead. He didn't want to turn it over against the Jets. They played extra One conservative. One more thing before I let you go, Keith. One more thing before I let you yeah. go. I know y'all doing Halloween themes. You got to tell your guy behind the glass, what's up with some Freddy Krueger music? Like, that was we my could do boy. That. Yeah, we could do that. I love Freddy Krueger, yo. It's Halloween. It's like everybody's. 
Yo, New York City, I'm sorry, we're done with sports. Let's do, um, I don't know, let's do movie themes from now on. <laughs> like, like, we ain't got nothing to do. Scream. What, what's Michael Myers. We, we got to yes, go somewhere what, else because the sports yeah, are not are doing winners. it. Exactly. Yo, Freddy Krueger, Jason versus Freddy. We could start uh, fan dueling that. Like, I don't understand what's <laughs> going on with New York, New York City sports. Yo, Keith, it's a pleasure listening to you, man. You make my night at work. I work till midnight, and I'm always on this on this radio listening to you Word. on, on um, the Odyssey app. I already know you know who I am. I'm Grandpa. I'm Grandpa Gio. You already know. Yes, sir. God bless you and the family. Yo, Your family Keith, as well, yo. You're doing an awesome job, yo. I, I if, if if they lose you, man, I think I'm going to just stop listening to the fans. <laughs> I yeah, got you, Gio. Night, Appreciate you. I'm here for y'all. I'm here to, you know, a five-hour show. I'm here to entertain. If you're at work, if you're chilling, if it's Halloween and you're just in the house, it got colder today. I walked out there. I was like, oh, I need an undershirt on. It was 80 degrees on Saturday. That fast, we're in the cold, man. Yeah, you know, but going back to the fandom, and New York sports. I don't know what we did to deserve this. It wasn't like we had a run of title town. I know we had some Super Bowls, some World Series, never any NBA Finals. But it's like, man, all these teams are down bad. Can't get right. Like Gio said, can't get right. Can't find one team that we're just like, yup, they're the guys. That's the team we're all rooting for. We're all going to get behind this team. They're going to be a championship squad. They're the favorites. They're going to get it done. And even when when we do have that hype, it just collapses. It all comes falling down. So I don't know when it's going to turn around. I don't know when we're going to get a championship. Um, We might have to lean into soccer. The last one was NYCFC. NYCFC. Those uh, fans, you know, they still say, hey, you guys never mentioned us. They're like, yeah, because it's like it barely happened. If the Red Bulls win this cup or Gotham FC wins the cup, I'll take it at this point, man. Being on the fan in New York. I know all the hosts, we just, you know, we we don't want to be negative. We want to win. We want to celebrate. We want to have something to be proud of. I was leaning into the Liberty. Come on, I'll see you at the parade. And came up short, you know, for the Giants. The, you know, Gio entered uh, with his call, and he was talking about next year. Who knows? You, you would hope that with some draft picks and getting some money off the books that the Giants can get right in the offseason and return to some dominance and some glory. They did it last year. You would hope that these same code, but like so much changes in a year. Wink Martindale might not be back. Mike Kafka might not be back. Some of these players might not be back. Different moves are going to be made. It's, it's, there's no way to tell. There's no way to, to call it. Andrews and Patterson next up on the fan. What's up, Andrew? Keith, my man, first of all, I've been listening to you since you came on the fan a couple of years ago. My first time calling in to you, so it's great to talk to you. Ding, finally. ding, ding. We're getting first-time callers a lot now. I appreciate it. My man. Long-time Giants fan. Obviously very frustrated after just watching the season unfold the way it is. And, you know, from the decision-making to the poor play to the lack of preparedness. And, you know, Keith, I'm usually an overly positive Giants fan to a fault at some times. But I want to make two points, one negative, which some would call realistic, and one positive, if you'll let me. So let's start with the negative. You know, to, to me, there's a bigger issue than just the personnel and the talent. The, the Giants now have, I guess the best way to put it, it's just this stench of losing that seems to be impossible to get rid of, right? It's, it's like a, a permanent body odor. No matter what they do, no matter who they hire, no matter what move they make, we get teased with one decent year and quickly revert 
back to losing ways like Slapwork again. And we saw it with Ben McAdoo, right? Great year. The next year, he slicks his hair back and he gets fired that year. We saw it with Judge. Promising year, not great, but fired the next year. And yeah. now Dable, great year last year, followed by an unmitigated disaster. It's become the Giants' pattern. And, you know, again, to me, it goes beyond simply just the personnel. It's that the organization has developed this losing culture. And you've been watching sports forever, man. You've seen it. The, 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 many organizations have this problem. Never in a million years, I think, we'd see it with the Giants. But, but here we are. And before I get to my positive point, I just want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I just you can't call it, man. I, we we saw them last year, and we and we thought the the Giants were back that fast. We could not stop singing the praises of the combination of the GM and head coach. Uh, yep. So much so, we we all said Daniel Jones is the guy, and you got to pay him, and he gets a forty million dollar contract. I mean, we you know we we looked at some of the additions, the Darren Wallers, the Paris Campbells, the Bobby O'Carrakes, and we said, oh. They're going to be competitive. They might take a step forward, and you just can't call it. Injuries hit any given Sunday. The league was very aware of Dable and uh, Daniel Jones, and it just, it just did not go the way you want it. But that's what happens. They got to pick themselves up and fight the rest of the season and, and bounce back better next year. But who knows how long it's going to take for them to actually be dominant or uh, be a consistent winning team again. Yeah, they have to shake the losing culture, Keith. That's what it starts with. You, you yeah, it's been a while. Dude, that you mentioned some guys there. They're talented players. We brought some. They're more and Sal says this on the show. They're more talented than they were last year, and I believe that. But you know, it's not, I want to give you one positive before I go. The, the one positive we can take here as a Johnny fans is the evolution of Kayvon Thibodeau. I, I know he's taken a lot of heat. Some of it's fair, some of it unfair. It is what it is. That's just the way it works. But it appears, and, and I use that word, you know, very carefully. It appears that we have our horse on that defensive line, man. And maybe it's because Wink is now starting to let the kid just run wild instead of using him in these weird, ineffective techniques that just didn't really fit his game. But I don't care what people say. I know people knock him, and it is what it is. But it's impossible to ignore that watching him develop, particularly over the past four weeks, he's going to be a healthy player. There's no question about it. Yeah, KT is a guy. I mean, he's one of my favorite Giants all time already. Just the way he carries himself, the way he came into the league top pick. Uh, he made himself, you know, very visible on Sunday. He made himself very easy to spot his impact on the field. Um, I'm sure he heard all the chatter, and it was good to see him have a big game. You know, I was just, uh, thanks for the call, Andrew. I was just on Twitter, and you can reach me at Keith McPherson on Twitter. I'm always checking in between the, the breaks. I was just on Twitter and uh, shout out to my guy, Dre, who's always listening, always tweeting as well. Um, he said at, at 8, and he has another tweet, which we'll, we'll get to. He said, just tuned in, here's something to speak on. And he highlights the fact that at Giants uh, videos, or at SNY Giants, Giants videos on Twitter put out elite company this year for Kayvon. NFL sacks leaders, he's up there. He's third in the NFL in sacks with eight and a half. Only Josh Allen from the Jaguars, who... Arguably, the Giants should have drafted instead of Daniel Jones. Remember that. He's got nine sacks. And then Daniel Hunter has ten sacks. And, uh, I mean, what, what can you say, right? T.J. Watt and Miles Garrett, who are dominant forces in the NFL, people are talking about them as defensive player of the year. They have the same amount of sacks as a Kayvon Thibodeau. So, 
Uh, no matter what you think about how the guy looks, no matter what you think about the guy's draft status, what you think about his first year and a half in the NFL, uh, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. He's putting up the numbers. And if you look at what Kayvon Thibodeau did last week, what he did in the Commanders game, he, he's coming on strong here for sure. Let's go to young Andrew in Far Rockaway. What's up, kid? Hello, Keith. Hey, how's it going? Good. I just want to ask you, first of all, before I ask you anything, if Brian Dable would have went for it on 4th and 1, everybody would have been saying, why didn't he kick a 37-yard field goal with his most reliable veteran giant that he has? Why didn't he kick it? He should have kicked it. If he yeah, um, hindsight is twenty twenty. They say damned if you do, damned if you don't. Uh, it's just, you know, when you don't get the results, uh, we got to move on from that game. Like I said, people are going to question these calls and decisions for four years, maybe forever. Yeah, but also, if the Giants would have gotten a call, I know they said they wouldn't trade him, but if they would have gotten a call from any team for Saquon for, like, let's say two or three first-round picks and then second-round picks and players, would they have done it? Hell yeah, two or three first-round picks, second-round, yeah. You can't say no to the first-round picks. But I think the price for Saquon, I don't know. You know, Derrick Henry didn't get traded. Dalvin Cook didn't get tra- traded. So we didn't, we didn't really Dalvin know. Dalvin Cook is not the same as Saquon. Dalvin Cook's not doing so well on the Jets. You're 100% correct. But as far as, like, trying to get the value of a running back in this trade market, if they would have offered a number one pick for Saquon, I think the Giants would have had a hard time not taking that number one pick. I don't think anyone out there probably put up a number one. Maybe they offered a second and a, and you know, for Leonard Williams to go for a second and a fifth, uh, it's got to be a higher price for a Saquon Barkley. I don't, I don't know. Maybe they weren't picking up the phone on him at all. He's a giant. He's been vocal about wanting to stay with the giants and he'll stay for the rest of the season. Also, um, about Evan Neal and the whole giants offensive line. When they drafted Evan Neal, the pick before them was the Panthers. They basically let the Panthers choose which offensive lineman the Giants were going to take. The, right. the Giants took Kayvon Thibodeau fifth, Ike McQuanu went sixth, and then Evan Neal went seventh. If they would have taken Ike McQuanu fifth, would the Panthers have taken Kayvon Thibodeau and they would not have been able to get him? Or do you think they still would have been able to get Thibodeau at seven? We'll never know. The NFL, we will never know how that all shakes out. And that's the draft in itself. Right in the draft, it's it's chess, not checkers. There's a chance that the Giants would have had Micah Parsons if the Eagles would have, you know, that whole thing with with Devonte Smith and them wanting Devonte Smith and the Cowboys ended up. The Cowboys were looking to draft Pat Sertan or 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 J C Horn. They were looking for a corner, but when Micah Parsons fell to them and the top two corners were off the draft or off the draft board, they end up taking Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons could have been a Giant. It's just you you, you know you'll never know. Andrew has dropped off. Andrew, he, he came in, asked a couple questions, told me a couple things, signed off. Thanks for the call, Andrew. Appreciate you, man. 877-337-6666. We got like 90 minutes to go. Let's break it down. KM to AM. Returns right after. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. <laughs> okay, now we got the Freddy Krueger music, and I'm not familiar with that either. Never saw it. I mean, I'm familiar with the character, Nightmare on Elm Street, but I never saw the movie. I wouldn't watch that. Anywho, 877-337-6666. The Knicks get a win, and the uh, Rangers are dominating the Diamondbacks on their way to their third win in the World Series. And, uh, man. We are waiting for week nine in the NFL to start. The trade deadline has passed, and we're talking about the Jets and Giants, the season that is and was. Let's get back to the phone. Let's go to Kathy in Bayville. Hey, Kathy, are you there? I can hear. Let's put Kathy on hold. I can hear the radio in the background, which... Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> You're listening to the radio. You call on the radio, but it doesn't make sense when you get called on and then you're listening to the radio and it's okay. She's on hold. We'll go to Helen out in Brooklyn on the fan. What's up, Helen? Hi. It's nice to talk to you. I listen. I listen. I have never called and you always treat everybody so kindly. It's a pleasure. Yeah, well, thanks for calling in. Um, I have, uh, I think a unique, but I don't know, maybe not. I was at the Jet-Giant game on Sunday. I had gotten a call Friday night if I wanted tickets. I was so excited. I hadn't been to a game in so long because I'm not a youngster. Let me give you that. My first football game that I ever saw was in 1956. I thought you were going to say that was your first football game. I was going to say that was a terrible game for your first one. The first one, yeah, well, but it was a great game. It was the best game ever played. The Giants against the Baltimore Colts before Super Bowl existed. We lost, but what a game. And what players were in it. What a defense. It was amazing. Much better than Tommy DeVito and the Giants throwing Wait, for a negative no, so nine I, yards. I really got to see the best game ever played, I believe. And now I got to see the worst game ever played on Sunday. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> it was one. I ne- I went with my son-in-law, who's a Jets fan. We were both miserable, <laughs> but it was funny and it was wonderful being in the stadium because it's so different when you get to see a game in person. You know, even though wet, I'm still drying out from that game. <laughs> but um, it was. Just an experience, maybe one I rather would not have seen because I am a, a, you know, I just love the Giants. I am a sports fan. And what about the hockey Rangers? They're not doing too bad, are they? No, they're doing great. <laughs> Five they, in a row. Yeah, they swept that road trip. I was yeah, talking was about really them last good. night. Uh, our Temi Panarin's birthday was last night. He was oh, was my, it his uh, birthday? I saw the guy. Yeah. I, I do watch. I mean, because I am uh, not a youngster. And I thank my father for teaching me every sport <laughs> because it really, it really 
it's like a lifesaver sometimes, you know. So it's just, uh, it's been a joy. Even though we have games that really suck and really hate and you want to throw something at the screen, I feel very lucky. Yeah, it's supposed to be entertainment. We are in the entertainment capital of the country, in the world, New York Absolutely. City. Absolutely. You know, Do you, you go to the theater at all? Do you have the opportunity? Not really anymore. Not really ever, honestly. <laughs> well, well, oh, okay, because some of it's really dynamite, you know, if you whatever. I'm have like, to I think I then. went to a play. I used to work at MTV where MTV's between um, – uh, 53rd and 54th and uh-huh, that's, yeah. that's where everything is I think we went to one play over there but I can't remember what it was yeah but but some of the stuff that you get to see live is you don't really realize it if you're used to looking at a movie you know what I mean it's just incredible it's a better experience it's a different experience a much better experience I have a, a granddaughter who just, just says thank you thank you for taking me because she's like a, a theater idiot you know so anyway but um, how how can you explain the play calling on the Giants that day? How could you explain any of that game? Yeah, uh, just being just being scared to lose, playing scared to yeah, take a chance. Yeah, scared. Yeah, you're down to your third string quarterback, and you're not prepared in that situation to throw the ball. It's raining out, and Terrible. you don't want to let the Jets defense, who uh, they they've made you know Jalen Hurts turn the ball over yep. Patrick Mahomes turn the ball over yep. you don't want to let Tommy DeVito throw the ball against them and turn the ball over i get it you, yeah um, i i do i get that too but, but it's just a DeVito. tough way to lose against uh, your in stadium rival you got to try you got to you, you got to take the shot that's my feeling you know take the shot yeah the throw a go route throw happen. it up in the air and let your guy fight Anything. for it anything but it was so sad that after sitting there and being so wet you just had a laugh and then i did something i've never done in all my 78 years we didn't stay till the end we just left in the middle of the third quarter you you weren't alone that that, was a mass exit there was a lot of people i saw a viral video of people trying to get back in the stadium no 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 re-entry. You're you're out. People were watching in the parking lot. Well, exactly. That's what we did until we we went to get the car. So even though it was a terrible game in the rain, it's something that you will always remember versus, you know, the people that watched it at home on TV, you have a way different memory of what went on there. You were were inside of the TV. You experienced it. And I was okay. I was happy. You know, I wasn't pissed off or anything. I just said, okay, you're here, you made it to a last game, this is the last game probably of my life, but it was, it was really a different experience, and we, I had, had a whole other relationship with my son-in-law, <laughs> him and I went to the game together, usually it's a little bickering during the games we watch. A, a good bonding together. experience, a memory uh, that you both will share. Yes, absolutely, because we laugh a lot, and we make fun of each other a lot. And my granddaughters have picked right up on it, so anyway, good. they're good. So thank you so much for taking the call, and you're, you're really good. You're doing a great job. Thank you. I love you. listening to you. So have a great night. Good luck with your baby, and uh, I don't know, somebody will win someday. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Helen. Somebody will win someday. We will have a parade again in New York. The Canyon of Heroes, the confetti, the floats, the streets lined. Like, that's the thing, too. When you guys hear me go on my rants about the Yankees, 
How many times do you hear me say about the Yankees, if they just did everything in their power to win the next World Series? 28. Do they realize they wouldn't have to worry about another World Series for another 20 years? They'd be printing money off of that one. The 4K cameras, the social media, the coverage of it would last forever. (laughs) If they just poured all of their time and energy and money into winning the next World Series, it wouldn't be like, oh, you got to follow up. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a drought. No, the next World Series for the Yankees will be the biggest and greatest one because of where we are in the future with this technology and this coverage and this social media and every single aspect of it will be documented forever. So that'll happen. That'll happen for whatever team, whether it's the Jets, Giants, Super Bowl, which seems far-fetched. Whether it's the Knicks or Nets in the NBA Finals, that does not even sound like a reality ever. Maybe the Stanley Cup. Maybe the Rangers. Maybe the Devils. Maybe the Isles. That that Stanley Cup parade, that that run to the Stanley Cup, it it would be documented in a way that it would live forever and it would be stronger in all of our minds than the ones in the past. And then last, the Mets. The Yankees win a World Series in this modern day time and it will live on forever where people will not they won't they won't look at you the same. They will not be worried about oh when you're going to win another one because that one will be so fresh in our minds. That one will be able to look in our phones and see a high quality HD video of whatever. Game 1, game 7, the after party celebration, the the parades I don't know. If I owned a professional team here in New York, I would go into a room with my closest people that help make all the decisions and what we have to do everything. Get you know, get Juan Soto. Get Shohei Otani. We have to do everything. Do you understand if we go all in and figure out how to win this next championship, we're immortalized in a way that the ones before us, like we just celebrated 37 years since the 86 World Series. You know, many kids listening right now that, that, that they have no, there's no way for them to even, they, they obviously weren't born. There's no way for them to Google and look up enough where that feels real. Even for the Yankees now, we're going on 15 years since the Yankees World Series. I was a 21-year-old college kid when that happened. And it, it it's like a dream. It's like I dreamed it. And it's it's like, as I'm getting older, it's harder and harder to go back and, and retain. And when I go back and look at the footage and stuff, now that stuff looks old. Now that the footage of the two, even the like score bug of the 2009 World Series, it looks old. It looks ancient. Wasn't HD back then, right? Exactly. So, but even just to play a little devil's advocate, the Nets tried going all in and it did not work. So they did. just like, they did try. and again, I'd rather have an owner that has money and is willing to just throw everything at it to try to buy a championship. I think that's a smarter play long-term. But obviously, it doesn't always equate to success. You need a little luck. You obviously need talent, skill. Um, you need things to just happen and fall your way. But that's why we get upset when we feel like they're cutting corners or they're not, you know. That's why, look at look at this postseason. Boomer was just talking about how all the Yankees should have gone after Corey Seager. We were, we were all saying that. How do you pass on the top shortstop classes back-to-back years? Oh, we got a prospect waiting in the wings. He's good, but he could also play second base. 
<laughs> this guy wanted to be a Yankee. Grew up a Yankee fan. He's a dog. He's a proven postseason player. That's what I'd be doing too. Baseball, it's, it's, it's like, man, there are some of these guys that they just have a slow heartbeat. They're cold-blooded. And when you see a guy like that, like you can't, you can't put that on paper. There's just a way of like looking at these guys and like the heart that they have and the clutch that they have. I, those are the kind of guys I want. It's that, the, the it factor. Yeah. You just have it. You whether have it's it. Seager, whether it's even Bryce Harper. I know he's not in anymore, but every Yankee fan wanted Bryce Harper the past month, and with good reason. Because listen, minus the last four days the Phillies had and how they lost that series, Bryce Harper was incredible. So we we all know what Bryce Harper can do and should have done for the Yankees. I mean, the Phillies fell short, but that doesn't change the player that Bryce Harper is. Right. And he's another guy that they did not entertain that wanted to be a Yankee. And that's the frustrating part, part about sports. And this is why we all love it and hate it. 162 games, seven months, the Phillies had a bad four-day stretch. And that's the end of their year. Four days it took, and that was it. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. Can I sneak in another call here? We got time before we get to uh, the top of the hour. Let's try and bring Kathy from Bayville back in. One, two, three. Let's go, Kathy. Hey, Keith. Yeah, I was um, um, uh, away from the phone, but thank you. Listen, I have a few questions. They're they're just statements, mostly. The first thing, um, that Daniel Jones was allowed to come back um, before the game, and apparently nobody knew about it. Well, at the quarterback. So, like, what's the communication at the Giants? The other thing is we know DeVito at least made a touchdown. So whether he throws the ball or he runs in, who cares? He did something good. Yeah, he did score. He, he And he did, you know, make the read and run into the end zone. Those points are his. He's not a scrub. They, they honestly handcuffed him. They put the handcuffs on him. We didn't really get a chance to see if the kid could throw. They didn't have confidence in him. They didn't call... The plays now back to Daniel Jones. I talked about this last night. Oh, and it, sorry. It's, it, no, no, I'm just you know I'm I'm gonna reiterate it. I'm saying it because it's like I I really don't think it matters after the fact, but it's just one of those things that like you, you got down to your third string quarterback. You you hear after the game that the coach didn't know Daniel Jones was cleared until after the game, but he was cleared before the game. So you have the thought that potentially he could have been in his helmet, shoulder pads, dressed. Versus being in street clothes when you needed the guy. There's, there was talk about when he saw the doctor versus when he didn't. And I just think it, it does not matter at this point. But the issue was how Brian Dable went about uh, addressing the media and informing the fans and the media about the whole situation. He like tried to be vague about it. And it just didn't come off right. And I saw media members arguing about it. Oh, well, you're not just throwing him in there. Even if he is cleared, you're not just throwing him in there. After not getting reps, after not playing for three weeks, but maybe you would. Um, he's your $40 million quarterback. He I got know. All, he got all the reps in August, September, um, You know, goes down in October. You got a game on the line that you have the lead against your in-house rivals. I, I, I think you do throw him in there. But, you know, the whole thing was just about when he got cleared or when he didn't got didn't get okay. cleared, and, and there was some miscommunication there. But Okay, Gano. That does, you know, Graham Gano, yes. Graham okay. Gano was hurt. Gano. So listen, he had a left ankle injury two weeks ago, apparently. I, I'm an orthopedic physician assistant. Um, I know he kicks with his right foot. Um, so I'm not sure exactly, um, you know, like, is there like a backup, like the quarterbacks have a backup for like a kicker? 
Uh, is there I, a backup for somebody like no, that? No, they'd have to bring in someone off the street similar to the punt returner, uh, Gunnar Osevsky, that they brought in. Uh, special teams, they don't. I don't think they have a backup kicker. They would have had to... Um, he would have had to been inactive, and they would have had to sign another kicker off the street. But he was I clearly see. good to go. He went through his warm-ups. They said it was his plant foot, so it was his left foot kicking yeah. with his right. He just shanked it in the in the rain, in the wind, in the elements. He shanked the kicks. He missed the kicks. That's why they lost. Um, that's what I think. Right. Um, I blamed him last night. I said, Gano deserves blame. I know people want to say he was hurt. If you're hurt, then don't go out there. It's rainy. It's windy. Um, this guy was very valuable for them the last few years. It, it, I, put, I put it on him. If he makes one of those kicks, the game is over for the Giants. Okay. My last question or, or, or your take on this is that years ago, um, contracts for uh, football players, when they got injured, they were not paid. So I work in um, the medical field, and I see a lot of people that are milking the system. And I'm really sorry to say this. If you're, you know, I haven't really been watching football quite so long, and you probably can tell by my uh, inexperience about things on the on the phone here. But um, what happens is it's like so crazy. People are just like trying to like. I I, I don't understand it. I know I, I'm I'm sure not. I'm not really exactly sure when that happened that the contracts were changed. Where if they get hurt then they're still paid. Um, to me, that is a big deal. Now, statistics for football are completely put out there. Every this, this yard, this, that, everything. But other statistics for the amount of hurt or, 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 or injuries, you know, I mean, like, come on. People are wimpy. This Wimpy. They're very wimpy. And I'm so <laughs> I'm not really sick of it. I mean, I. Uh, me too. Me too. No, I mean they're so wimpy. They, you know, they get this. I mean, you know, they get that. I don't understand. I, I really feel like they're getting hurt. They don't look that hurt. Okay, fine. They have a major injury. That's fine. But when they walk off the field, and somebody gets hospitalized for two days because of a rib injury, listen, I broke a rib. I broke a rib. And let me tell you something. I didn't have to be hospitalized. But I'm just letting you know that I just don't think that the mentality of would you have ran the ball with the broken rib? Would you would you have taken no? The I wouldn't have. But I don't have to be in the off. hospital for it. But but I feel like I I think the contract was changed, and I don't know when it was. But the statistics for these injuries are so ridiculous. Now I do know, like from years ago, how the injuries were, and now how they are today. Well, I mean, I know that they have a collective bargaining agreement. I know that the Players Association has fought for players to get guaranteed money. I know that Deshaun Watson coming out with the contract that he got and all the money he got guaranteed messed up the whole market for quarterbacks. So they're still fighting that. They're still trying to figure it out. Um, You know, these guys want guaranteed money because it is a rough game. And they could sign a contract, blow out their knee and be done, and then the contract is void. So... I don't know exactly when it changed. Um, yeah. I don't know exactly. You know, I mean, but Aaron Rodgers is still getting paid $40 million a year, even though he doesn't play, right? Yeah, and I don't think he's making 40 mil this year. I think he actually took a pay cut this year so that they had some more flexibility. I think he's bringing around $8 million in, but next year oh, okay. he'll bring in that much. He would have oh, been. thank you. He would have been collecting that from the Packers, but he did a, a solid for the Jets. Yeah. The injury <laughs> stuff in the NFL I've I've talked about, but it's like, you know, if I come on air and I say these guys are soft 
If I come on air and say, like, hey, when I was younger, we had to be tough. We had to champ it out. There's an injury thing versus being hurt. You know, hurt versus injured. If you're hurt, you're you're playing. If you're injured, you can't play. But right. now there's just so many doctors on the field and, and so many uh, penalties for – uh, how you tackle a guy, how you hit a guy, they're really looking out yeah. for, for player safety. Kathy, okay. thank you for the call. We're up against it. 877-337-6666. I have to break right now. BRB. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. It is good! Lawrence Tide just kicked the Giants to the Super Bowl after missing at the end of regulation, and Tide runs into the tunnel to our right, and the New York Giants are going to Super Bowl 42 in overtime. They beat the Packers 23-20. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live. I was looking the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie Monster sight. Okay, I know that. It was a mash. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the mash. Yeah. He did yeah. the monster mash. Hell yeah. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It got on in a flag. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. Still Halloween. One more hour to go. Keep McPherson on the fan till 12. It'll be November. Before you know it. Let's see if I can sneak a couple calls in before we break. I could definitely get one. Young Josh is back on the fan from Passaic. What's up, Josh? Good, kid. How are you? I'm good. I'm in here uh, watching uh, some kind of giant show on MSG. And they're talking about, I think it's a Coach Dable show or something. They're talking about the game that was. We've been talking about it still. Well, not that. Now I'm not going to talk about the actual game, but like a guy like Paris Campbell, I don't get why they don't just try to trade for like a sixth or seventh round pick or something like Who that. Who wants him? <laughs> That's what I said. I said that about, uh, you know, Dalvin Cook. Did you already ruin his value? Like, who wants him? Based on his game film, his most recent game film, nobody's even sending you a seventh round pick for the guy. So try doing I don't try putting him in like a seventh round pick and getting a sixth round pick. Uh, I don't know, at least they might have tried. Your roster, what if the pain through? Who's to say that they didn't try year. that? Just you know, the thing about trades and the trade deadline is it takes two to tango. Yeah, but you see the you see the brand um, the lines are getting whoever that receiver was like how I'm just blanking on the name of People's Jones and how good is From he? The Browns, really? yeah, but like he's not bad and. I don't know. They probably wanted to move on from him. And I, the Giants don't want to move on from Campbell if, he's, if they're not playing him even. Yeah, but who's... I don't know. Nobody wanted him. Uh, even last year. What did he do last year? I know Donovan Peoples-Jones had better numbers last year. I think we a lot of times we try to do that. Like, hey, what about us? How come we couldn't have done that? Because you weren't on the phone. Sometimes there's relationships between GMs. Sometimes there's past history. Sometimes it's like, hey, if you do this for me, I'll do that for you. We, we, we'll never know why they actually, like, you know, made those trades and other teams didn't. And now I have a question for you, Keith. Who do you think is a bigger loser, Max Scherzer or James Harden? <laughs> uh, uh, that's, uh, give me a second to think about it. Thanks for the call, young Josh. Who do I think is a bigger loser? James Harden. James Harden has never won anything. And James Harden continues to duck the smoke, he continues to force his way out of places, demand trades, and do it in a way that's very unbecoming. And, like, I don't know how many more lives the guy has. I think this is his last leg. He's he's not the same player he once was. He's up there in age. 
Um, he's burned multiple teams and GMs and fan bases. He's lied a bunch of times. And now he gets to go to beautiful Los Angeles and play for the Clippers with a star-studded cast around him. I don't know, man. Scherzer, I, I, it's not even that. Like, Scherzer, I think, is a loser for the way that he acts. Um, and, yeah, he wiggled out of a lot of situations and got traded, too. But just like this year, like, as soon as the Mets traded D-Rob, he kind of started talking to the media and spilling the beans about, oh, the Mets aren't going to be competitive. I don't want to be here if they're not going to be competitive. Even though I hit the mega millions here with Steve Cohen over the last uh, season and a half. Oh, they got to trade me. Uh, even my wife knows I want to be in the World Series. And look, he's in the World Series. He doesn't have to pitch again. The Rangers are going to win. He's going to get a ring. And the loser quality that he has is he is going to be front and center, popping champagne, pouring beers as if he was drafted by the Rangers and played his whole career for them and won the World Series. 877-337-6666. KM to AM will return with the Casamigos Big Shot of the Night right after this. 